This podcast is brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry. This is Howard Anderson, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today we're talking with consultant Bob Chaput of Clearwater Compliance about how to prepare for the upcoming HIPAA Compliance Audit Program. Thanks so much for joining us today, Bob. Hey, it's my pleasure, Howard. You recently prepared a report on the handful of HIPAA audits that have been conducted in recent years. Tell us a bit about the nature of those audits, and please summarize the main lessons that can be learned from those audits in terms of how to prepare for the Office for Civil Rights' upcoming full-scale HIPAA compliance audit program. In fact, we looked at the audits that were performed over the course of the last eight years or so, and additionally, a number of quote-unquote enforcement actions, if you will, including some of the recent resolution agreements and corrective action plans. We also looked at some of the data requests that have come out of breach events or the follow-ups. And so with that caveat, and with the caveat that the audits and enforcement actions don't quite yet comprise what we can call a statistically significant sample, just with some caution about drawing conclusions, I'll forge on and offer the following uh, three macro lessons learned. The first and foremost is that, and this is especially when we look at the security final rule, compliance is not an IT problem. It's a business risk management problem. And as an example, if you look at some of the uh, resolution agreements that have been signed recently, UCLA uh, Health System, Mass General, uh, Signet, these documents have not been signed by the quote-unquote IT guy. They're being signed by the CEOs of this organization. Number two, I know we'll uh, talk more about this, but documentation is critical. Everything from policies and procedures, assessments, forms, evidence that demonstrates that um, you have undertaken a good faith effort to comply. These may even include uh, training materials as well as evidence that training has actually taken place. And number three is be careful, be aware uh, what we've seen in the audits that were conducted by uh, OIG is that they're really getting into the underlying NIST framework and some of the underlying related documentations within NIST. And so the point here is to say that the audits, uh, if you look at the black letter law, there's a certain amount of guidance that's provided. But it appears that beyond the black letter law, we might be in a situation that we've characterized in our white paper as uh, hypervigilance. For instance, if you look in the uh, 2011 OIG report, there's an admonishment to very, very specific at a technical level that uh, four or five hospitals move from WEP, wireless protocol, to uh, WPA. And in that same citation, they talk about the vagaries of LEAP a Cisco protocol. So that's getting really into it. Within the context of this third major lesson learned, I would encourage organizations to take a look at a NIST uh, document called Special Publication 800-66. It's a tome. It's 117 pages, but it provides a mapping of each one of the HIPAA security rules, standards, and implementation specs back over to the uh, NIST framework. So those would be my three major lessons learned, Howard. The Office for Civil Rights has hired KPMG to conduct about 150 HIPAA audits by the end of 2012. What's your best guess on what covered entities can expect when it comes to auditors' processes and procedures and the documentation they'll want to see? 
Many of us have seen by now the uh, KPMG uh, contract synopsis, and many of us are now pouring through the actual contracts now that they're out there in the public domain. With that said, I would um, recommend the following. I believe that the auditors are going to look broadly against the NIST framework, most likely. Uh, they may indeed refer to the ISO 27000 series as a security framework. But what I specifically mean is from a broad point of view, is a complete set of administrative, physical, and technical safeguards. It gets back to a point I made earlier, which is that this is not an IT problem, not a technology problem. Number number two, they're going to look for leadership, the C-suite, to be engaged from a sincere business risk management perspective. At one end of the continuum, they're going to want evidence and documentation that there's a vibrant and active privacy and security governance committee in place, along with the process, and on the other end, they're going to look at very, very specific technical controls and safeguards, as we discussed a moment ago, around encryption. We think about the matter of compliance being two-dimensional, compliance and security, if we just zone in on the HIP security final rule. In terms of documentation, I'll tell you, just simply check out a so-called data request from OCR uh, as a result of a breach-triggered uh, review or audit. Or you can check out one of the corrective action plans uh, from one of the organizations that entered into a resolution agreement. Privacy policy and procedures, security policy and procedures. There's been a specific amount of attention paid to sanction policies. I wouldn't rule out breach notification being part of the upcoming audits. Evidence of having performed a risk analysis, having performed security evaluations. As I mentioned earlier, not only training materials, but evidence that training is actually taken place. The good news is all of the above is spelled out in the regulations. Okay, finally, your report lists the five most important steps to take to prepare for the looming HIPAA audits. Why don't you outline each of those for us, please? Sure. We've uh, we've been asked that question for years, actually, by organizations that have been proactive, uh, and it's usually in the form of, so how the heck do I get started? And we're kind of old-fashioned when it comes to that because we believe the ultimate checklist are in the regulations themselves. So number one, we encourage everyone to formally establish and charter a privacy and security risk management council within the HIPAA security final rule, that's so-called section 164.308A8. Number two, we recommend that organizations complete an evaluation. Once again, this is a standard within the HIPAA security final rule, falls under administrative safeguards. And it's part of the black letter compliance with the regulation that calls for organizations to periodically look at their technical and non-technical safeguards as it relates to meeting the requirements of that reg. Number three, a risk analysis. Put HIPAA aside for a moment. Look at any solid security framework. The foundation step is to complete an analysis of your threats and vulnerabilities vis-a-vis -vis your information assets. That is uh, something that was to have been done by covered entities as far back as April of 2005. And number four, complete an assessment of your compliance with the privacy rule. As a covered entity, you have these obligations as well. We've been focusing on security. I would refer organizations specifically within the privacy rule to section 164.530 called administrative requirements. You'll read about training, you'll read about policies, procedures, you'll read about your obligations to have business associate agreements in place as well. And then finally, having done the four steps above, 
you will come out of that with gap analyses and ultimately with corrective action plans. So our fifth recommendation is to document and act upon a corrective action plan for security rule compliance, privacy rule compliance, uh, breach notification compliance, and overall risk management. And if you do those things, I believe that the auditors are going to see a demonstration of good faith effort to comply with the regulations. It's going to go a long way. Well, thanks very much, Bob. We've been talking today with Bob Chaput of Clearwater Compliance. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks you so very much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.healthcareinfosecurity.com.